Hello, everyone, and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I am your host, the Honorable Greg B. And yes, we finally made it. We finally made it. Yes, we did. After a few years, or however long it's been at this point, um, we're at Chapter 69. 69, dudes! Yep, uh, Bill and Ted's favorite number, 69, um... And um, I guess we'll just start off right there. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, uh, obviously, what that uh, uh, soundbite was from, 69, uh, dudes. Um, that's, I don't know if that sounded horrible or not. I just played that off my phone. But um, <laughs> um, there's been talks about doing a Bill and Ted's, Bill and Ted 3. Um, I don't know. I, I think it would be called uh, Face the Music. Um Although it's been way before that, it's been rumored. I mean, you know, if you want to believe some of the internet and what the internet webs say, and, you know, that's always dangerous. Um, and and it's mostly been debunked, or at least not confirmed. Uh, there was work on a Bill and Ted 3 way back, not too long after Bill and Ted 2, Bogus Journey, um, which apparently Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves didn't want to do guessing more Keanu Reeves on that side uh, than Alex Winter, but, you know, I don't know. Alex Winter did a couple movies after Bill and Ted, uh, but um, <laughs> supposedly um, there was work on a a script that then went on to be used for the bio, got, you know, reworked and and ended up being becoming the Biodome script. Um, doesn't really make any sense if you th- when you think about it, but uh, that was a rumor that was out there for a long time, and uh, anyone that's been asked about it, has, you know, no one's confirmed that that's actually the case, and no one that worked on Bill and Ted worked on Biodome, so it doesn't really make a lot of sense. It could have been just random people were thinking about doing Bill and Ted, and then eventually Biodome came out, and so people put two and two together. I don't know, but anyways, the point here is. Bill and Ted's three has then been rumored, I, I don't know, ten years now about them doing it to the point where they actually like said they were doing it like in May. I think um, they had the storyline all you know thought up. They you know the writers were starting to work on it and they had a director in place and everything was ready to go. The problem is they haven't got any backing from the studio and uh, then back in July. Keanu Reeves is basically like, yeah, this is probably never happening, but, um, you know, he, he had, you know, his fingers crossed that maybe someday it would, but he's, his, uh, hopes of it actually happening, uh, didn't sound great, but that's not really the point of why I'm here, although it does lead right into my first subject, movies, um, talk a little bit about some movie news and, um, some movies that I saw, uh, which was not did not include Bill and Ted's three, and and there is really no news on that other than from July, which is the last we heard. Keanu Reeves, I think I don't know if he was he was on some talk show and someone asked him about it, and he's basically like, yeah, I don't know if this is ever gonna happen. So there you go, um, sixty nine dudes. Uh, so I did go see the Predator. Speaking of movies that people never thought were gonna happen, um, and uh, okay, a few things here. Uh, I didn't realize there was like a controversy about it when it came out. Um, I guess I kind of missed that point because I was just trying not to, you know, I had heard 
I mean, I'd seen some scores, Rotten Tomatoes or whatever, and it they didn't look good, but I didn't really want to read any reviews because I didn't want to ruin anything, especially if there was some sort of, like, secret, like, special cameos or something, which, spoiler alert, there aren't. Um, there are some tie-ins a little bit to the original film, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there was one point in the movie where it seemed like, okay, this is totally going to be something, and then it turned out to be nothing, and it was like, oh, that was totally a missed opportunity to have Schwarzenegger in the movie, and, yeah, not to ruin it, but, like, if you're going in to see Schwarzenegger, which I really wasn't, but I thought it would have been cool if he was in it, he's not. Um, supposedly there was rumors he was going to be, but he wasn't. And, um, just, just to throw in a little bit, uh, of the information though, uh, there was apparently some guy that was a registered sex offender, um, that like was a sexual predator, ironically, uh, that was in the film that was apparently friends with the Shane Black and he didn't really know what the situation was and... Apparently he was hawking a line with like a 14 year old or supposedly 14 year old that turned out to be like a, you know, a setup and a sting, um, to catch a predator type of thing. Um, again, ironically, um, and he ended up spending some time, I don't know if he went to jail or necessarily, but like, he's definitely like a registered sex offender and he was in a couple scenes and then people, then it came out and it was like, Oh, what? So they had to take out all the scenes, which might lead into why some of the movie kind of jumped around a bit. Um, it was okay. I mean, it, it's 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 a no nonsense. No, no, I shouldn't say. I shouldn't say no nonsense. It's a no. Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it, it doesn't try to be anything it's not. I guess, and they don't they don't take themselves too seriously, which is good. Um, it's a goofy action comedy. Basically, um, you know, uh, which, you know, wouldn't really, doesn't really, it's kind of a, you know, the first one wasn't really a comedy per se. It, it, it was comedic in that it was so over the top, um, but it wasn't meant to be a comedy, uh, and neither was Predator 2, I don't, I don't think, but Predator 2 was just kind of like, okay, what are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> We got Danny Glover now and whatever, but um, and then I don't know Alien vs Predator. I don't really count in terms of this storyline either movie. And then there was the Predators, which was so way too serious. I feel like, um, but Shane Black, who directed it, was in the movie, was in the original Predator. Um, he I don't know was kind of a ancillary character that got killed. Probably I don't really remember. Um, but of course it's Shane Black, and if you're familiar with Shane Black, he of course has to, uh, put a kid in it, because he always has to put a kid in the movie, like Iron Man 3, with the kid in Iron Man 3. So yeah, there's a kid, the kid from Room, um, uh, strangely enough, is in this movie, um, plays a fairly decent part, <laughs> actually. Um, but I don't know, overall it was, it was fine, it was, you know, if you have time to spare, go check it out. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say go. you need to go to the theaters to see it, but like when it comes on Netflix or HBO or whatever it ends up coming on, I'd, I'd check it out if you have nothing else to watch. Um, I also finally watched 12 Strong. Um, 
this is another one of those cases where this is a it's a decent movie. The problem is it's based off it's based off of a real story. So it's like, okay, and I know I've talked about this before, but like how true is this story? How much of this stuff is made up? And while in this movie, and I don't want to get too many spoilers away, there's a certain element as opposed to some of these other stories where it's like at least they probably have more of the story. Whether they went with that direction for the actual movie or not, I don't know. Uh, but uh, basically, the the this story is the first uh, bunch of people that went into Afghanistan, or the you know troop or you know whatever first squad or whatever that went into Afghanistan after nine eleven. Um, the weird thing about this movie is it came out in January, which just seems like what what's the like what do you like. I don't understand why in January, like, you know, it kind of didn't, the timing of the movie didn't really make sense. Like, the timing of the movie, I when I watched it, made sense because it was right after 9-11. Um, and not to say that you want to, like, um, it's not, to, yeah, it's not to say that you want to, like, capitalize on 9-11 to, like, you know, um, help your movie because that's kind of a little strange to do, but it's, like, makes more sense than releasing it randomly in january like like it's it seems like you know okay here's another story about 9-11 like maybe you want to hear about it since you're thinking about it on 9-11 i don't know it's a it's a weird it's a weird one because yeah i mean on the one hand yes on the other hand it's like okay is that kind of you know is that maybe not in the greatest maybe that's not in great taste but of course then you know michael moore released released a movie called fahrenheit 11 9 like basically on the anniversary of 9 11 and just confused everyone i don't know i don't <laughs> i didn't see that movie i just i just saw it i was like what fahrenheit 11 9 what, what is what is that like oh maybe it's like what what happened to all these people years later now it's it was it's about trump because everything these days that's political is about trump so i don't know apparently 11 9 was when he took when the when the uh election was is that even right i feel like they, that's not even right <laughs> like that's inaccurate <laughs> um not to say that i saw that movie or have any intentions of seeing that movie um but it did come out, and it got me confused because it came out right around nine eleven, and it was called eleven nine. And he obviously did the movie Fahrenheit nine eleven. Um, okay, so eleven nine. Oh, see, yeah, you're stretching it because eleven nine was the next, the day after elect, the election. So I guess that was, oh, it's post election. I don't, who knows? I'm sure it's. Uh, I'm sure it's. Uh, typical michael moore stuff but um i don't know i haven't seen it i don't want to get into it but i just my point on all of this was that i thought it was a little weird that um this movie came out in january it just there's no connection to anything in january i don't think or maybe it took place in january possibly another thing about it still i don't know it just it didn't do well i mean box office wise um, and it was fine, but it was just like another one of these, like, I don't know how much of this to believe, and there's a decent movie here, but you're basing it off of something that actually happened, and then it just kind of, I don't know. 
I don't know. I just don't. I don't get it. Um, I also then watched um, Sicario Two, Day of uh, Day of the Soldado. Um, now I saw Sicario One. I like Sicario One. I thought it was decent. Um, but you know, I had my issues with it. I didn't think it was amazing. A lot of people, a lot of people either really liked it or were like blah about it, and I was kind of blah about it. So. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, Sicario 2, they kind of went a little bit of a different direction with it. Emily Blunt's not in it. It's just, uh, Benicio Del Toro and, and, uh, Josh Brolin kind of just in a drug movie. Kind of like, it's kind of like the, the part of Sicario that was them, but like without the rest of the movie, which is weird. And it's fine. Um, I enjoyed it. It is what it is. Um, Josh Brolin obviously had a busy summer, so <laughs> um, you know, having a, throwing in another movie in there uh, with him in it. Uh, and Benicio Toro too. You know, he was in one of those movies with Josh Brolin as well. Uh, he didn't fare as well in that movie as he does in this movie, but only barely. I don't not not, not to give any uh, uh, spoilers or anything, but um, and the ending I felt was a little. I don't know. I didn't love the ending of this movie, but I don't want to get into it because I don't want to spoil it. But yeah, I, I mean, it's worth a watch. Um, so before we talk about the last movie uh, I saw, because it will lead into my next subject, I want—I just want to talk about a couple of other weird things that's happening in the movies movie scene today. Um, so this Friday, um, as I'm recording this, I guess, well, actually tonight, I'm recording this on Thursday, October 4th. Uh, but tonight, um, Venom comes out, you know, Technically, it comes out on the 5th, but we've talked about that the Friday. The Friday is the official release day, even though movies come out, like, on Thursday. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't really make any sense anymore, but... Um, yeah, Venom comes out. So, the interesting thing about Venom um, is that they they did a terrible thing with it, in my, my, uh, in my, uh, um, in my view. Um... You know, since this movie kind of was was uh, rumored and then greenlitted, and then they were starting to film it and everything, and even up until a few weeks ago, when like the previews and stuff were coming out, and you know it said um, the ratings, uh, you know, rating pending, uh, which should have been a bad sign right there, because it's like a oh, rating pending that means they're they're draw they're uh, they're on the line of PG-13 or R, which usually means they're going for PG-13, because if they're going for R, they won't care. They'll be like, ah, oh, it's R, or whatever, who cares? But they were, t- you know, t- you know, treading the line of, of that, and uh, got a late um, um, confirmation that it's PG-13. And I think that's a mistake. You know, and, you know, again, I haven't really read many reviews, but I've seen some of the numbers, and some of the headlines and it seems as though they kind of cacked the movie up to make it pg-13 and that's a mistake i mean we're in we're in and and we'll talk about this a little more because it actually leads to the next story um we're in this weird period where it's like yes deadpool came out and was really good and it was rated r and it's like okay you can do an r-rated superhero movie and on a grandiose scale i mean obviously there's been r-rated superhero movies before um, but, you know, to the level of, like, the Deadpool and, like, the Marvel movies and stuff, 
um, and Logan. Logan did that too. Logan was the same way. And you know, those movies have been great. And it was all on the Fox side of things, which again, Fox, and we'll talk about Fox in a minute. They're kind of like, all right, well, you know, Marvel's the Disney side of Marvel has got that PG thirteen side down. Let's go try to do something different because the X Men movies have kind of, you know, fallen off a bit. Um, and obviously DC doesn't still doesn't really know what they're doing, but that's that's a neither here nor there. Um, so then Sony comes along, and obviously their Spider Man is linked in the MCU, but now they're like, oh, well, we can do this Venom movie which still is confusing and it's separate from Spider-Man, but it's not separate from Spider-Man because it's Venom. So obviously it has to involve Spider-Man to some degree, but it will it be that Spider-Man or a different Spider-Man and will it link in with MCU or be separate or whatever. But I think I feel like that's the problem because I feel like eventually they're trying to push it in that direction and Disney's not going to want an R-rated character revolved into their mcu so i feel like that's what they ended up doing they kind of like placated to disney and we're like okay well we did pg-13 and then we can incorporate it right you know and maybe they will maybe they won't but i feel like that just hurts the movie because i feel like if they did an r-rated venom movie it would could have it would have been better and could have been really it could have been really could have been better i should say could have been better i don't know i haven't seen it yet like i said it could have been better, um, and definitely more in line with Venom, and kind of made more sense. Like you know, if they, you know, if they just gone for it, I feel like it would have been better than them trying to manipulate this Venom thing with Spider-Man thing, and, and you know, and I get that to some degree because Venom is a Spider-Man character, but Venom, if Spider-Man's off doing the MCU thing, and this is supposed... I guess it depends on where it ends up going, but I feel like they dropped the ball on this one um, a bit. But so that leads me into my next point, because Fox, um, as you may know, 20th Century Fox, the movie studios and the in the FX side of things, um, are all going over to Disney. Um, so that means, you know, the X-Men and Deadpool and... and, and those characters, Fantastic Four, are all getting put back into the into Disney's hands. Whether they do anything with them in terms of the MCU is up for debate. But the thing that's going on right now is they kind of are all over the place. They don't really know what they're doing. They're like, ah, we have these movies that we're kind of finishing up and we need to get them out there and blah, blah, blah. So they kind of did a weird that made no sense. They dropped a trailer for Dark Phoenix, uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix, which has already been delayed a bunch of times, along with the New Mutants, which they dropped a trailer for, and that's still getting delayed. I, I don't know when that's coming out. I think it's coming out next August, supposedly. So they dropped a trailer for Dark Phoenix. Specifically at the end of the trailer, it said it was coming out February 14th. Said right in the trailer. It wasn't even, like, coming this, you know, coming soon, or it wasn't even, like, this winter, or anything like that. Or even just like February, it said specifically February fourteenth. They drop the trailer the next day. They say actually, nah, it's coming out in June. Like, like what? It's coming out in June. Yeah, we're gonna push it to June because the movie that was supposed to come out right before um, Christmas, um, which I forget the name of right now, but it's a Robert Rodriguez movie. James Cameron, I think, is involved. Uh, I don't know what happened with that, but that's getting pushed back to February. 
But then they said untitled Deadpool movie coming out December 21st. And everyone was just like, what? What the hell is this? First of all, December 21st is already packed to the gills with movies. Um, you got Aquaman, you got Bumblebee, you got uh, the Will Ferrell, Sherlock, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, Sherlock Holmes. I feel like there's something else coming out that day too. And then this Fox movie was supposed to be coming out. And now it's an untitled Deadpool movie. So in conjunction with that, um, Ryan Reynolds had tweeted out a picture of Deadpool wearing a Santa hat, reading a bedtime story to Fred Savage, um, which is an homage to Princess Bride. And then that got the wheels turning and the rumors flying. And the the thought process here is they're going to release, um, seemingly, they were going to release a edited, dumbed-down, PG-13 version of either Deadpool 2 or possibly, like, just Deadpool 1 and 2 kind of combined. Um, and him telling the story to Fred Savage a la Princess Bride and cutting out all the, you know, dirty stuff. Which they did in Princess Bride, but not not really did, but, like, they, that was the story when he, he skipped over the, you know, whatever, the adult-themed stuff or whatever. Ah, so the... <laughs> <laughs> now it's got people like all in kind of an uproar and questioning it and, and you know it's still a rumor at this point no one really knows for sure um but it, it, it's it's a kind of a weird situation i think it's similar to the venom thing where you know fox is going away fox is going over to disney they don't know like specifically the people doing De- deadpool and you know that's not you know fox studio per se but those those people that are working on, on you know ryan reynolds and and whoever who have been working with Deadpool, like if they move over, that rights move over to Disney, that doesn't mean they can't still do those movies just with Disney. But is Disney going to want to do those movies? R-rated, you know, kind of the R-rated superhero thing, which Disney has not done. They've stuck with the MCU and all have PG-13. So I think they're trying to do that to hedge their bets a little bit and be like, well, if Disney takes us over... You know, when they take us over and they don't want to do R-rated, can we do PG-13? So it's kind of like their audition a bit for like, okay, yeah, we can do PG-13. I just don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if people are going to buy into this and go see it. Like, uh, it just seems weird to me that they're doing it, especially up against Aquaman and Bumblebee and, you know, Will Ferrell movie too, because, you know, it's comedic and comedy too. Um Ah, it'd be weird. It'll be interesting to see. But yeah, it's very weird that the way this is all coming together. You know, clearly Fox is just throwing things against the wall at this point because what does it matter? They're, you know, they're going to take it over in a few months anyways. Um, uh, yeah, but then also Dark Phoenix got moved to June. I don't know. Ah, whatever. Just weird. Um, okay. Uh, but the other movie I did see um, recently was uh, The First Purge. All right. So The Purge. The original Purge, uh, Ethan Hawke. I like the concept of the movie, like the setup of the movie, but the execution of that first movie was not good. It just wasn't a good movie. Um, the Purge Anarchy was much better. It was more in line of what I thought could the Purge could would have could have and would have been. And then they did Purge uh, Election Year, or Election. I think it was or whatever it's called. Um, Purge Election, I think it was called. Um, um, 
And that one was good too, but that was kind of more of a continuation of Anarchy, which, you know, it kind of was the same sort of, it was the same sort of like vibe to it. The first Purge, now they take it back and they scale it down a bit. And it just, it didn't work for me. It just seemed, it didn't, didn't seem, I don't know, it just, it didn't work. It, It felt more like the first one a bit. And I don't know, it just seemed a little too, too, not not chaotic, but it was just like, there wasn't anyone I cared about. All these characters just seemed, eh, whatever, who cares? And like, they did this whole gang war thing, and it just, I don't know, it didn't really seem, it didn't work for me. I, I didn't enjoy it. But, with that said, the TV show has been going on, and I do enjoy the TV show. And it is one of those things where I think I, I said this maybe on the last episode, or uh was that, like, I felt like with these characters over the course of ten episodes, you're going to kind of get more of a sense of what, you know, of these characters are, and you're going to care more about what they're doing and what where they're going, as opposed to the Purge movies, specifically the first one, and especially this one, where it's like, oh, here's a bunch of characters, you don't know anything about them, you don't really, you, you will kind of give you a little bit of background on it for, for like 10 minutes, and then we're getting to the Purge stuff. And that's fine, but then, you know, it's an hour and a half long movie, it's like, okay, well, here's all the Purge stuff happening on. And it's like, if you have too many characters, you can't focus on many of them. And eventually, you know, the storylines kind of have to bleed together. Whereas in this show, you have enough time to explore all these different characters and get to know them and kind of what their storyline is and where they're, what they're, the knights, where the knights taking them and kind of it all happening at the same time, but it doesn't have to be combined. You know what I mean? It can all be separate without having to make, you know, because, you know, it's a little different. I mean, whether or not it all comes together at the end, I don't see why it would or how, why it would need to, uh, but there's enough time with everything that you don't need to do that. And I, I, I'm enjoying it. I think it, I think it's a, it's a pretty good show, uh, you know, given that what it's based off of and where it came from. Um, but yeah, so, um, if you're not watching it, I would, I would definitely suggest watching it. Um, you know, it's a TV show versus the movie, so it's not quite as gory. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit dumbed down in that sense. Uh, but it's yeah, you know, it's still good. You know, you know, it doesn't have to be gory. I mean, that's the thing about Predator too. They they threw some gore in there. Just I feel this feel like for the sake of throwing gore in. It's like yeah, this is gonna be R rated movie. Don't worry about it. Here's some gore right off the beginning. That was fine. I mean, you know, it is it's Predator, so <laughs> it's fine. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. So there we go. But so so to move on to move uh, the TV the TV side of things, there is a lot of stuff going on TV. A lot of shows starting up. We're in that fall season. Um, all the shows are coming back. None of the CW, um, none of the CW shows have come back yet, or the DC, 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 DCW shows. What? Yes, the DCW shows are, are, haven't come back yet, but, um, there's a lot of them now. (laughs) You got, cause you got Supergirl, you got Arrow, you got Flash, you got, um, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, you have Black Lightning. They're even moving to Sundays now, or I guess Supergirl's moving to Sundays, but CW in general is moving to Sundays in terms of having program on, so that that would be interesting, and we'll see what else they have on the pipeline for DC shows because they seem to be working. Um, and you know the, and then there's still Gotham, 
speaking of DC shows, that that's a that's a thing. And then I, I know that DC launched their um, their um, their streaming service, which is going to have a few sh- shows. I know um, the uh, Teen Titans show is going to be on that. I don't know when that starts. I, I know the service is up and going now. I don't think there's anything new yet on it, but I know that's the, supposed to be the first thing that um, that happens. I'll, I'll try and check. That. I haven't signed up for it. I don't, I don't even know how much it is. That's the problem with these all these streaming services. You can I mean, they add up. They add up. Because um, that's the other thing, too. And skip ahead a little bit, but the Marvel, or the Disney, I should say, uh, streaming service is coming up. I don't know. I think that's supposed to launch next year, maybe. I'm I'm not even 100 sure, but now they're talking about doing Marvel shows on that, um, and specifically Marvel MCU Marvel shows, as opposed to like the Netflix ones. Um, and the rumors right now they're going to do a Loki show and they're going to do a Scarlet Witch show, and I guess they're not going to be necessarily um, in the MCU mm-hmm. per se with this whatever the storyline happens to be. It's kind of a bit offshoot. Um, of those characters, and I, apparently they're gonna do characters that haven't had their own movies yet, that probably won't have their own movies. So it's like, okay, this do have six or eight episodes of this one character that would be would have been their movie basically, and so a lot of that's gonna be like separate from the rest of the Avengers MCU kind of like storylines. Um, so that'd be cool, and there's definitely, I mean, there's definitely a room, a lot of room for. Um, for that, I mean, there's plenty of characters that they could do this for. I mean, Loki and Scarlet Witch, I think, are a good way to start. Um, I mean, I just don't know in terms of like what timeline they're going to use. I mean, in terms of like where in their stories are they going to be? Like, you know what I mean? It's like last we saw of Loki, he got killed. I mean, last we saw Scarlet Witch, he got killed too, but. Um, in a different way. <laughs> um, but anyways, we'll, we'll see. It should be interesting. Uh, but again, you know, another streaming service you gotta uh, get on board with and pay money for. So, um, yeah. So there we go. Um, what else is going? All right. So uh, I'm gonna just run down this list. SNL came back. Adam Driver, Kanye West, eh, it was fine. Matt Damon did a spot. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. It is what it is um, at this point. It's not, it's, I don't, it's, the cast isn't great. Let's just leave it at that. Without a great cast, I feel like it hurts the show. Um, And I think, I feel like, you know, obviously going to do the political stuff, but I feel like they rely too much on that. Whereas before, it would kind of like, oh, let's just do goofy, funny stuff. And it's like they try to do that. Don't don't get me wrong, they try to do that, but at the same time, it's like it's a lot more hit or miss than it used to be. And like I don't feel, and I feel like the thing with SNL when it was going strong, when it has gone strong, it has your reliable, um, um your reliable um sketches recurring sketches which is something i don't have right now i don't feel i don't feel like um yeah i don't know i feel like you need that 
I mean, you don't want to overdo them, I get, get, but like, if you have a bunch of them, you can do a couple per show without, you know, saturating it too much, and I feel like that's, that's what's missing. Um, okay. What did I write there? I can't read my writing. Oh, all right. I'll talk about that in a minute. So Ballers is balling. <laughs> I know I, I keep saying that all the time, but um, it's very, I mean, I know I've said this before and it's fine. It's got the rock in it. So that's why I watch it. But um, it's, uh, it's very uh, entourage-y and it makes sense. It's the same sort of, the same people that kind of developed it where it's like, Oh my god, my our life's over. It's terrible. Oh wait, no, everything's perfectly fine. And it's like it doesn't seem to be real consequences for any of the stuff that happens. It just I don't know. It is what it is. It's fine. It's it's stupid, stupid television. I should say, stupid waste of time television. Not not that's a bad thing. You relax and turn your brain off and just watch some stupid television. That's what that's why reality TV exists. Um, the Deuce also um. I'm starting to like it a little better this season. It kind of started off a bit, eh. It's starting to pick up. Um, you know, it, you know, yeah. Just kind of remind yourself, this is the same people that did The Wire, you know. And uh, I don't know. Kind of hope, hope, you know, hope. I mean, it's not The Wire. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. It's not The Wire. Um, but you know, you kind of hope that. I mean, there's elements of that in it, so. It's fine. I mean, I don't know if we needed another, like, New York show from the 70s. I feel like we've done that. I feel like it's been done. Uh, but, you know, whatever. It is what... I mean, it's about a different subject, I guess, that has never really been done before. Maybe? I don't know. Um, uh, Kidding. is uh, you know, a few more episodes, a couple more episodes of that that I've watched. Uh, Jim Carrey, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's, an, it's an interesting role for him because, like, he's playing, like, this kind of, like down-to-earth, um, you know, children's character, you know, Mr. Rogers type of thing, but at the same time, it's like, he can kind of do some of that goofy stuff within the, the show of the show a little bit, but without being super over-the-top, you know, as Jim Carrey can get, um, not that he's interested in doing that anymore, I feel like, but, uh, regardless, um, it's a decent show, it's worth, worth checking out. Uh, which, what else? American Horror Story. I haven't, I haven't watched last night's episode yet, but the first, the first few episodes were weird because it was like, okay, here's this storyline, and then they kind of flipped it around. And yes, it's going to connect into other, other seasons, um, specifically the witch season, which it already has. Um, but I don't know why. The, it was kind of the last episode was kind of like, oh, here they are. It's like, okay, cool. Um, and then supposedly the murder house season, I don't, I'm don't, I don't see how that's going to work, but I really didn't see how the witches were going to work either. And then it's kind of like, oh, here they are. And like, okay, so we'll see how it actually plays out, but it's, it's fine so far. Um, yeah, um, I don't, I made some notes here and now I don't know what any of them are. BCS. Oh, Better Call Saul. Yes. Better Call Saul. Um, that is probably the best show right now on television. And, you know, and it's one of those things where, and I, I know I kind of talked about this before. I feel like they're incorporating a lot more of the Breaking Bad stuff, but it's not so much just that. Um, so, 
and that's definitely part of it. It's definitely cool to have the, these characters and, and from you know Breaking Bad that you were kind of like, okay, how does this? How did this all come about? Which you didn't think you might not, you may not thought you wanted to know, but once they're showing you, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, totally. Wait, okay, how is this going to get from here to there? It's very interesting, even though you know it's going to happen, but it's very interesting to see where it goes from here to there. As opposed to other times where they've, you know, sequels and or prequels, I should say, that have done that. It's like, I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's like, I know it's going to happen. I don't care. But in this case, it's like, oh, I do care. And I didn't think I did, but now I do. But the other thing about this season specifically that wasn't the case in the last couple of seasons is that there's not there's not a lot of the Saul part of it. I mean, sorry, the Jimmy part of it, I should say. A lot of that went away with you know spoiler alert his brother and without having that brother storyline it opens it up for like a lot more stuff and i feel like it makes it a lot better um i feel like that that storyline with his brother kind of dragged things down a bit um whereas now they kind of explore everything you know breaking bad wise wise and beyond you know more so with saul um on the Saul side of things, I guess. And the Mike stuff, too. And Gus. Um, the Mayans. Uh, that's still a thing and going on. Um, it's... it's. I mean, I, I think I said this before. I mean, a few more episodes in now. It's, it's Sons of Anarchy. It's just with new characters. It's basically the same thing. And, you know, they use... A, they, you know, they used a gang, um, our club, a motorcycle club... That was you knew you heard, and so you knew the the one guy. You recognized the one guy, so it's like, oh yeah, okay, this this looks familiar, and it's you know it is familiar because it's basically a very it's a very similar show, um, and that makes sense. And you know it's like okay, why not? It's like people like Sons of Anarchy. We just you know a few seasons, you know a bunch of seasons. You know we felt like it needed then, but yeah, we sort of can bring it back with a different different game uh, a club. Yeah, that's fine. It is fine. Um, Always Sunny is back. A um, few episodes into that. It's Always Sunny. I mean... It, it's, you know... It's funny. It's, it's Always Sunny. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. There's not much more to say about it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a good show. It's the same. They're trying to reinvent the wheel. It is what it is. Um, let's see what else I got here. MFTG. The Gifted on um, on the Fox Network. That is back. Um, if you're not familiar with that, second season. So it's sort of New Mutant-ish-y kind of sort of thing. Um, it's a bunch of mutants after the X-Men have kind of disappeared and now they're trying to stay off the grid and kind of because mutants are kind of you know shunned upon and so they're kind of i don't know but then there's the good mutants and the bad mutants it's very x-many it's very x-many um but there's like this family and they're kind of split because the one the son that has powers wants to go with one group and the daughter stays with the other group and blah 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 it's fine it's x-men stuff so um it's uh if you're into x-men stuff check it out but it's X-Men, I would say it's more X-Men, X-Men, as opposed to, like, Legion, which is, like, I don't even know what to explain Legion has. 
but it's it's set in that universe um and it's not like deadpool or like you know anything like that um but it's all set in that universe i suppose um mftg what the hell is that um south park's back two episodes in not great so far i'll be honest the first couple episodes have not been great um don't really know what's to say i don't i mean you know the sub you know they you usually take some subject matter you know current and it's like with them only doing 10 episodes a year it's like okay there's a whole bunch of stuff that happened that then they're like oh i don't know what to do with um the first one was about like school shootings but like linked with like menopause and like stuff it was weird this last episode was about um catholic priests again i feel like they've done that and they kind of even said they did that and i don't know i guess they're carrying on a storyline from i don't even know how many seasons ago that was so kind of i don't know it, it, it yeah it's it's uh hasn't been great um Family Guy, Bob's Burgers, Simpsons are back. Simpsons on their thirtieth season. I, I mean, I don't know what to say about the Simpsons. I mean, it hasn't really been good in a long time. It's still what it is, though. It's still the Simpsons, and you know, you know, there's a few laughs here and there. I still watch it just because it's I don't know a Sunday tradition to watch the Simpsons. I honestly don't know. I throw it on. I watch it. It's fine. Something to do. Uh, family Guy is. Family Guy going going on. A, I feel like they're doing like a little storyline here. Brian got married. Yeah, I don't know. They're kind of continuing off the Brian storyline from last season, where he like moved out. It'd be weird to see where that goes. Bob's Burgers, solid, solid, solid show. Um, enjoyable. All right, I wrote down MF slash TG. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> What is MF? Um, I don't know. Um, let me see if I can figure that out. Uh, but also, coming up on this Sunday, uh, to skip ahead because I don't know what that means. Uh, Walking Dead is uh, returning this Sunday. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really know what to say about The Walking Dead at this point. Like Last season was very disappointing, specifically the end. Um, I know that, um, you know, they're, they're really piping up the fact that it's the, um, Rick Grimes' la- last episodes and whatever, um, but also Maggie's too. Uh, so yeah, um, oh, okay, I figured it out. Um, so yeah, um. Hopefully they turn it around because last season, end of last season specifically, and you know I, I feel like I talked about this a bit, but the whole Negan, I feel like the Negan character is cool and all, but I feel like it's very, um, it's dragging out way too long, and they finally had like a opportunity to kind of end it last season, similar to they have done with other characters in the past that are you know up against Rick and whatever, and they kind of like didn't, and it was like what. You, you've, you've, you've drug us down this whole path for two seasons or whatever it was, and then that, and now you, and, and, I mean, I don't, we'll see where it goes, maybe, maybe Rick leaving the show is gonna help, I don't know, but I don't know, I honestly don't know, so once Rick leaves, I think it's just down to Daryl and Carol, or the only ones that are from the original, 
original group, if I have that correct. Spoiler alert, by the way, spoiler alert. Because Maggie wasn't even in that original group. Um, wait, why is she on this show? Um, sorry, I'm just watching SportsCenter and um, What's-Her-Face from WWE is on there. Weird. Okay, um... Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Walking Dead, back Sunday, uh, AMC. Uh, is this season 8 or 9? Started in 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 9. So, it's season 9. Okay, season 9. All right, we're doing it. I mean, I'll watch it. I mean, I gave up on Fury of Walking Dead, but we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens with the uh, regular Walking Dead. And the uh, MFTG, I figured out, was the Goldbergs and Modern Family returned. Um, uh, I mean, you know, the Goldbergs is fun, 80s. Nostalgia, Modern Family is just Modern Family at this point. I don't know, it just keeps clicking along. Um, It is, you know, it's kind of one of those shows where it's like, yeah, we've kind of done everything. Like, we'll just keep going, but, uh, you know. I think, I think, I don't know if this is the last season or maybe next season's last season. Goldbergs, they did a little interesting, uh, they've done this actually before, but they, uh, recasting a bit, um, although they made fun of it, so they, they acknowledged it. Some recasting, they did, uh, so, um, Adam's girlfriend is a different girl, and she came back from the summer all different. They did a whole episode on it, but I was like, wait, is it actually a different girl? So I had to go back and look, and yeah, it is actually a different girl, like an act- a, a different actress. So I was like, okay, all right, well then, all right, that sort of makes sense, I guess. Um, all right, so that's that's gonna do it for TV. Um, so lots of stuff coming back. I mean, that's I'm counting the CW shows that are gonna be back soon, or like I don't even know when the like Agents of Shield or Gotham. I don't even know when those come back. Uh, I know Gotham's only having one more season, and I think it's coming back in January. I feel like it's only gonna be like ten episodes or something, something like that. Agents of Shield, I think it's coming probably coming back in January, like it did last year too. I don't know if they're doing a full season or not. Um, I don't know if it's last season or not either. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they incorporate that though with, well, not that they need to because it's technically a prequel, but Captain Marvel, it's got agent, um, Coulson, obviously agent Coulson is in agents of shield. Although I believe if I remember correctly, spoiler alert from last season, he left at the end of the season, but I don't know if he was actually, if he was actually leaving the show or if that was just part of the storyline. I should probably look that up. Um, all right, so let's move on. Uh, let's do okay. Just quickly, I'm gonna talk about some video game stuff coming up. Um, Mega Man um, 11 came out this past Tuesday. I did pick it up. I have not yet played it. I've seen some um, some gameplay of it though of other people playing it. Looks like it's a pretty fun game. I do I do enjoy that the fact that they made it. So that there's different skill levels. Because I've never been the greatest at the Mega Man games. I do think they're fun. But they're actually pretty hard. Um, so I do think that having them. Having it set. With. Um, different. Um, uh, you know. Difficulties. Which I don't think they've ever done before. Is, is going to be cool. And I'll definitely start playing it soon. Um, and I'll give a little bit more. Uh, an idea of how it is. Um, the other thing, um, Red Red Redemption comes out, Red Red Redemption 2 comes out at the end of the month. It's getting a lot of hype. I think it's probably going to be pretty good. 
Um, I know the first one was really good, which I still have not played, and I kind of want to go back and play it. Although I kind of want to go back and play Red Dead Revolver before I played Red Dead Redemption, and then go to Red 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 Dead Redemption Two. Um, although then there's a zombie one that they put out too. I don't know. I have too many games that I just want to play. Um, but maybe the, that'll be the next series of ones that I will play. Um, but right now I'm not really playing anything specific. Um, I do kind of want to start a season of of NHL uh, hockey. I don't know what which version though. I want. kind of want to go back to Genesis, but I kind of also want to do the PlayStation one. But I don't know if that's going to hold up. I do remember loving NHL 98, but I feel like at the time it was really good. I feel like if I go back and play that, it's going to be terrible. Whereas like the Genesis ones, I feel like they're still like they're the Genesis ones because they were what they were to at the time. Whereas once they moved to PlayStation, it was kind of like, all right, every year got better, got better, got better. And it was tough, tough to go back to the ones before that. Whereas Genesis was kind of a completely different thing. Um, or I could get the new one and play that. I don't know. But that does kind of line up with what I was going to talk about in a minute. But before we do that, I do want to address a couple things. So Sony came out and announced, speaking of PlayStation, that they're going to do a PlayStation Classic in the in the line of NES Classic or SNES Classic. That then got the rumor mill swirling about uh, N64 Classic, um, which to this day hasn't been announced. And if it's not announced now... It's got to be announced pretty soon if it's going to come out this year. The The PlayStation 1's coming out in December, uh, just, in, just in time for the holidays. If they're going to release an N64 one, they got, I mean, they got to announce it pretty soon. Unless, unless they want to, like, totally, like, uh, you know, surprise attack um, everyone and just release it without even saying, like, oh, it's out today. Like, what? Kind of, like, undermine the PlayStation a little bit. I don't know. We'll see if, what happens, though. Um... There's also a Commodore 64 uh, mini system coming out, and um, and a Neo Geo mini system coming out. So they're all coming out with the mini systems. Um, the Atari flashback has been coming out, like I think, every year, pretty much. Um, so the, another version of that's coming out. Um, interestingly enough, they the same the same uh, company, AT Games, I believe they call it, usually put out um, a Genesis one. And they were going to do the Genesis Mini, like kind of more in line with um, uh, the Nintendo ones as opposed to the ones they had put out before. But then Sega was kind of like, you know what? No. No, we're going to do it. We're going to do it up. We're going to do it right. Because there's been a lot of issues with those systems. Um, they're kind of, a lot of people say they're like, yeah, they're kind of cheap. And some of the games don't work right. And they put on a bunch of crap that aren't really Genesis games and, and whatever. Um, they are actually releasing a whole bunch of like plug and play things coming up too, but um Sega is gonna take it back, kinda do it themselves, and I don't th- I think that's gonna come next year sometime, but that should be interesting. But yeah, a lot of mini systems, a lot of they you know, it's the holidays the holidays rolling around there. You gotta get their stuff out for the holidays. Um so yeah. Um Alright, I guess that's gonna do it for video games, but speaking of the NHL season I want to start. The reason I wanted to start an NHL season on one of these games is because the NHL season started last night. Uh, the Bruins got things going against the Capitals. The Capitals raised the banner and, uh, and uh, then destroyed the Bruins. 7 to nothing. Good God. Now, 
I don't know if that's necessarily indicative of how the Bruins team's going to be um, or how the Capitals are going to be. Maybe the Capitals are just riding off the high of the championship. Also, the fact that the Bruins have not beat the Capitals since, in the regular season anyways, since 2014. Um, I think we we played them in the playoffs. Well, no, I guess that was before that, though. Yeah, so we haven't beat them since 2014. Jeez. Oh, yeah, so that was not a good showing. Unfortunately, Tory Crew got hurt, uh, which is not good either. Uh, he'll be out for a few weeks. Um, yeah, that was a rough showing by the Bruins. So, yeah, but they got to bounce back tonight. They got Buffalo. And I don't know how that Buffalo team's gonna be. We'll we'll see. I mean, Eichel stayed on. Um, he got his he got his deal, and um, but they traded a few guys, and I, I don't I, I don't know what the Buffalo team's gonna look like. It could be could be decent. It could be terrible. I don't. Who knows? But we'll see with tonight. I mean, I don't think they're expected to do much. Um, but um, yeah, they got to bounce back tonight. So that's pretty much all I got to say about NHL. I mean, I did a fantasy draft. I got Ovechkin. He had a goal and assist last night. So okay. But also had Bergeron. He did nothing. So yeah. All right. Um, what else? Um, so the NFL's. Up and running, going. Uh, there was a lot of, lot of, lot of chatter and concern over, um, the 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 lot of the a lot of the um, roughing the passer calls was the big one this year. Um, especially Clay Matthews. The first three weeks he got called one each week. First one was legit. The other two not so much. And the other one of them cost them the game um, against or cost them the win i should say because that's the other thing that's happened there's been two ties so far which is crazy um i don't know i talked a little bit about opening weekend i think uh on the last episode but um yeah patriots are two and two they stumbled against the the jaguars and lions but bounced back against miami um yeah the colts tonight thursday night football so that'd be interesting um see how the colts react to facing off against what could have been their coach uh, and decided not to, Josh McDaniel. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know. It's early in the season, though. You know, the Chiefs are doing well. The Rams are doing well. I mean, I guess those are kind of two of the teams that a lot of people had hyped um, coming into the season. Um, Chiefs got a big test this weekend with the Jaguars, uh, so that should be interesting. Although the Jaguars did stumble out right <laughs> They they beat us and then they stumbled the next week. Um, interesting. I mean, it was like kind of like they were up. Uh, um, they pumped themselves up a bit too much for us and then um, fell back down to earth. Um, the Rams beat Minnesota pretty pretty con- fairly convincingly. It was actually got it was actually ended up being closer than I think it should have been. But um, yeah, they look good. So there we go. HL. NFL. NBA is going to start up pretty soon. Preseason starts. Uh, preseason is uh, started. Um, it's happening. Don't really know what else to say about that. We'll see how the season. Uh, as long as no one gets hurt in the preseason, that that'd be nice. Uh, I mean, obviously Gordon Hayward got hurt in the first regular season game last year, so hopefully he can avoid doing anything like that this preseason or regular season um LeBron 
made his debut as a Laker. Whatever, who cares? Um, but yeah, we'll talk more about that in the weeks to come. Uh, all right, so Canelo with Triple G happened. Um, I ended up not check not checking it out live, but um, I did. Uh, I was able to see the fight. Um, very similar to the first fight. Uh, very close. It could have gone either way. In fact, honestly, I think this one was more of a draw than the last one. Although I would have given the last one to Triple G. This one, Canelo ends up winning, getting getting the the majority decision. Um, uh, one one uh, judge called it a draw. The other two, uh, seven rounds of five for Canelo. Canelo gets the win, wins the title. But honestly, I mean, it could. I mean, if if it had gone either way, I wouldn't have been surprised. Or if it had been another draw, I wouldn't have been surprised. It, it was, it was very much in line with the first fight. It was good, you know. Ultimately, like neither guy could put away the other one, and and I, th- I think you know, I, I can't say I can argue that Canelo could have won. I mean, he, I think I feel like he was a little more of the aggressor in this one as opposed to the last fight. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I mean. I gotta imagine unless can I mean unless Triple G doesn't want to fight anymore or something, there's got to be a third match. There's got to they got to keep going. I mean, there's nothing else. I feel like either guy can do at this point that's gonna, you know, be interesting to anyone, unless it's Mayweather. But he's fighting Pacquiao again supposedly. So, um, and I don't think Mayweather would want to fight either of these guys. To be quite honest, I know we already beat Canelo once, but. Um, yeah, it's Triple G's the first first loss. So you know now that whole undefeated versus undefeated uh, doesn't uh, doesn't work. I mean, he had the draw too, so he hadn't he hadn't won all of his matches, but still. All right. So, but it was good. It was good. It was. It was. It was. It was what it was. Um, all right. Let's move on. We got a um, little prediction time. Starting off the predictions, uh, we got the uh, the baseball playoffs starting up. Technically, they already started, but. Um, uh, well, you know, it's kind of weird because they already started, I guess, sort of on Monday, but not technically speaking. So, you know, because they do, if you're tied for division, wildcard, blah, 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 you have the playoff game because then you determine who's the playoff, who's the, so it ended up determining who were the division winners versus who had to play in the wildcard game. So on Monday, the Cubs and, and, uh, the Cubs and um, Brewers played to determine the Central Division winner, and then the Rockies and Dodgers played for the Western Division for the, the uh, for the uh, National League. So um, Dodgers won and Brewers won, so that means then the Cubs had to play the Rockies um, in the wild card game. Rockies won that in thirteen innings. And then um, last night the Yankees beat the A's to determine the AL wildcard game. And now they move on. All right, so I'm going to make predictions for each round uh, like I did last year. I think I did pretty terrible last year, if I remember correctly. Uh, If I can find my list of things. Uh, So to start things off, we have, um, I believe... Who's playing first? The Dodgers in, starting momentarily. Um, on is it on the FS1 or is it 
See, that's the other thing. I don't even know what channel any of these games are on. Uh, that's not right. Uh, should have done this ahead of time. Um, okay, yes, it's the Rock. So the Rockies and Brewers the first start up first. So in that series, yeah, I mean. It's tough. I don't really know much about these teams. Um, the Rock, all right. So the Rockies, you know, had a battle down the stretch with the Dodgers. Brewers had the battle down the stretch with the Cubs. Uh, you know, Brewers have the home field advantage. So um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Brewers. I'm going to go with the Brewers. Um, just because why not, right? All right, and then in the second series that starts off tonight, it's the Dodgers and the uh, Braves. And the Dodgers I have the home field advantage, I believe, right? Maybe. Possibly. I want to say. Um, why can't I find this? Yeah, so... Again, you know, the Braves kind of had the easy route to the um, to the playoffs. You know, their division wasn't great. The Nationals gave them kind of a run early on, but they kind of fell off. So, um, yeah, the Dodgers have home field advantage. But they, they've been kind of resting. You know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, um, you know, they didn't win as many games, but they really didn't need to. So it's like it's tough to tell if like, is that is that because they're a worse team or just because, you know, they rested some guys and you know kind of you know, kind of eased off and played maybe some more guys that they normally wouldn't necessarily have played if they didn't have to, um, or they're just not as good a team. I don't know. It's it'll be interesting to see. Um, so I'm gonna go Dodgers. I'm gonna go Dodgers. I think because I think they are the better team, and then. In the AL, they, we have uh, the Indians. Again, another situation where, you know, they won their division pretty easily because their division was terrible. They didn't have a lot of wins. They don't stack up against the rest of the teams in the playoffs. But um, do, you know, are they a good team? I mean, I would venture to say they are. But are they as good as the Astros? And I don't think they are. I think I think the Astros are still as good as they were last year, um, and I think they, you know, so I think the Astros are going to win. And then of course we have the Red Sox and the Yankees. First time since '04 when the Red Sox came back down from '03 to beat the Yankees in the ALCS. Uh, you know now since they've changed the rules around, they actually can play in the ALDS, which they will. I mean the Yankees beat the A's last night pretty easily, but the A's. I don't felt like they didn't even try. They started a reliever, and not even like a good reliever, like a guy that they they cut halfway through the season, and then brought back. You know, and the idea was everyone was going to pitch an inning, be fresh and ready to go. But I just don't think that strategy made any sense. And you know, given that Aaron Judge hit a two-run homer before there was even an out recorded, and that pretty much sealed the deal. I mean, they ended up winning seven to two. I think was the final, but. I just set the tone, and after that, it was just like, what are you doing? And they, they were 
grabbing guys from the bullpen and stuff all the time. And it's just like, there's no, there's no, there's just, I just don't know how you can feel comfortable and have like a, you know, a feel for the game by doing that. You know, I mean, Severino didn't only went four innings and, and then they went to their bullpen and stuff. But um, I just felt like, I think you have to have a starter out there and get a few innings in and get you settled and get into the playoffs. And it just didn't happen. I think it was a dumb strategy. Moneyball, whatever, Moneyball. Sure, Moneyball, great. You know what happened in the end of that movie? A's lost the Red Sox. Unfortunately, this year, they won't be losing the Red Sox because they lost to the Yankees. And uh, so the Red Sox-Yankees, and yeah, obviously the Red Sox finished 108 wins, franchise record. Um, yeah, I mean, they're obviously a really good team, but, you know, the Yankees, you know, it was a pretty close season series between the Yankees and the Red Sox. Um, it wasn't like we dominated them or anything like that. Um, I mean, a lot of blowouts, uh, to be quite honest, a lot of the games were blowouts, um, which is weird, but, um, you know, ultimately one first, you know, it was, it was back and forth. Uh, you know, Yankees obviously have a ton of home runs. I mean, you gotta, that's what you gotta avoid. It's the home runs. And once you get the Yankee stadium, that short porch and right field, it's, it's gonna be tough. And obviously, you know, Fenway, you have the short portion left field, so... Um, but ultimately, I think the Red Sox, you know, as long as sales healthy, and we'll find out that tomorrow, and, and as long as Price can get over his playoff yips and be the Price that beat us in 08, uh, which we'll see, I don't know, who knows. I feel like the Red Sox have the deeper team, and the more, um, the more reliable offense, I would say. And hopefully pitching, but the bullpen worries me. Obviously, I mean we had Kimbrell at the end, but even he's been a bit shaky. But it's that those middle innings, and you know if Price and and uh, Sale and whatever can't go, you know up to you know I, I just worry that you know those home run balls from the bullpen, those from the Yankees. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little worried, but I, th- I think ultimately I gotta go. I gotta go with the Red Sox. All right, next up, that would bring us to the NLCS. When I have the Brewers and Dodgers in the NLCS. Hmm. That's an interesting pair. Interesting pair. Um, you know, Brewers had will have the home field advantage in this scenario. Um, yeah. Uh, the Dodgers, though, I think... I think the Dodgers, with their pitching... Kind of good. I gotta get to the edge to them. I think I gotta go with Dodgers. And then we go to the ALCS, the Red Sox and Astros. Um, you know, again, very close series. I mean, they only played six times, but I think it ended up being three-three. Um, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely close. You know, they they won one hundred three games, so. It's not like we were that much better than uh, record-wise or anything like that. <clears throat> they got good pitching. We got good pitching. Their bullpen's a little shaky. Our bullpen's a little shaky. They have good offense. We have good offense. So it's it should be a really good series. Probably go seven. Ultimately, the Red Sox do have the home field advantage, and they played really well at home. Although they played really well on the road too. So I don't know. I, mean, I got to go Red Sox. I mean, I have to go Red Sox, right? I mean, I guess this is kind of a stupid thing to do for me to do predictions for. Because if I don't predict the Red Sox, like, what am I, an idiot? And it's not like, oh, they barely made the playoffs and, like, I'm just 
a homer. They they won 108 games, you know. I mean, they have their problems, but they won 108 games. The most of any team and the most they've ever had. So it's like, why can't they win? Um, so that would bring us to the World Series. Uh, Red Sox, Dodgers. I don't think that's ever happened before. I'm not 100% sure about, about that, but I don't think the Red Sox and Dodgers have ever played in the World Series before. Um, Red Sox, obviously, all would have the home field advantage and you know obviously always got to worry about the uh the uh batters uh pitching pitchers batting and whatever in the national league park and whatever uh but porcello is pretty good at hitting i think i don't know about anyone else but i remember him got a double once that one time um maybe twice actually i don't remember uh, I know after off the Scherzer, you got like a base clearing double, if I remember correctly. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I gotta go Red Sox. Right? I mean, that's the, I mean, that's the thing. That's the stupid thing about this Red Sox. Yeah, I, I gotta go Red Sox. Um, yeah, so there we go. There's the, my predictions for the Major League Baseball postseason for 2018. Uh, so let's move on, shall we? Because we have got a UFC card coming up this Saturday night from Las Vegas. At the T-Mobile Arena, UFC 229, Conor McGregor taking on Khabib. I don't know how to say his last name. Um, now, you may recall, if you're not familiar and up to speed on all the UFC stuff, uh, Khabib, whatever, I'm just going to call him Khabib because I don't know how to say his last name. And I'm not even sure how to say, how you say his first name, but go with it. Um, he won the light heavyweight title. No, not light heavyweight. Sorry, lightweight title. Uh, he won the lightweight title back in, was it May? April? May? I forget when it was, but it was the one at Barclays Center where McGregor and his goons showed up and trashed the bus and caused chaos and a bunch of people got hurt and then he got arrested and all that stuff went down. Well, here you go. I mean, you know, that seems totally a wrestling thing to do, but here it is. Um... You know, uh, here's the here's the match for the title that got stripped from McGregor after he hadn't fought in over a year. He hasn't fought since November. Was it November? Yeah, November eight. November, November sixteen, I believe it was November sixteen, um, when he last fought uh, in at Madison Square Garden. Uh, he beat um, blanking on who he beat, but it's, the point, it's not the point. He won the title. But then he didn't defend it, and he went on and fought Mayweather in the boxing match last year, and hasn't fought, hasn't done anything since then. And you know, finally now here he is. He signed a new deal. I think uh, I don't remember exactly what the deal was. I, th- I don't know if it was four fights or five fights, something along the line. I know part of the deal was that he could it would be sponsored by his whiskey. He has a line of whiskeys, I guess, and so it's going to be a prominent logo on the on the U on the octagon. Of his low of his whiskey, I guess, I supposedly. Uh, so whatever. But um, yeah, that's the big fight. But we got a bunch of other fights, and against again, it's UFC, and this is Thursday, so uh, you know you never know what's going to happen because Conor McGregor and a bunch of people could throw um, trash cans into a bus again if he gets mad. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But all right. So starting off things on the um, the fight pass, uh, we have um, three matches on the fight pass early. Early preliminaries. Uh, first up is Ryan LaFlair taking on Tony Martin in a welterweight battle. 
Um, go Tony Martin. All right, next up, um, also on the preliminary, early preliminaries on the fight pass, we have a uh, lightweight title, not, not title, lightweight match, Gray Maynard versus Nick Lentz. I'm going to go Gray Maynard. Alright, next up we have a uh, women's bantamweight uh, match. Lena Landsberg taking on Yana Kunitskaya. So Lena, Lena versus Yana. Lena Yana. Um, I'm going to go Yana. Okay. And then moving on to the preliminary card, which is on Fox Sports. Um, okay, yeah, no. So the NA, uh, the National League doesn't play on Saturday, so there should no problem. Should be on Fox Sports at eight o'clock on Fox Sports One. Uh, preliminary card. We have a lightweight uh, lightweight matchup. With Scott Holtzman taking on Alan Patrick. I'm going to go with Alan Patrick. Next up, we have a women's bantamweight uh, match with Aspen Ladd taking on Tanya Evinger. Aspen Ladd. Next up, we have a welterweight match between Vicente Luque Luke Luque Luke something Jay versus Jalen Turner. Uh, I'll go Jalen Turner. Uh, next up we have a flyweight battle between um, Sergio Pettis taking on Yusier Formiga. Hmm. I'm going to go with Sergio Pettis. Alright, then we move on to... Did I forget something? Ah, okay. Alright, then we move on to the main card. On, which will be uh, taking place on pay-per-view. Uh, usually starts around 10, I believe. Um, and I want to say... Let's see how much it costs this time around. It will cost you... A cool $70, maybe? $65. $65. There you go. Um, yeah, so $65 on pay-per-view, unless you can find a bar that's showing it. Um, you know, the plan was to go watch this at a bar. Unfortunately, the Red Sox kind of put a, uh, little monkey wrench into the situation because their game on Saturday night is at 8.15. 
So it definitely won't be over by the time this starts. And yeah, it's a little... It's a little interesting to, you know, because it, it will be interesting to see the bars that are showing the fight, what they'll do. I mean, obviously, they're going to have to leave, you know, a TV on for the Red Sox, but they're probably going to put the the volume on for the fights. I don't know. It'll be weird to see. So I don't know what's going to go, go on. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. But regardless, figure it out. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so first starting things off is a women's strawweight, uh, match between Michelle Watterson and Felice, Felice, maybe, Herring, Herrig, Herrig. I'm gonna go with Michelle Watterson. Oh, jeez. Screwing everything up. All right, so there we go. Yeah, Michelle Waterston. And then um, we got a heavyweight battle. Derek Lewis taking on Alexander Volkov. Ooh, Volkov. I gotta go with Volkov then. In honor of his late great-grandfather, Nikolai. I don't think they're related. <laughs> I'd be very surprised if they were related, and I would be extremely surprised if he was his great-grandfather, but regardless, let's move on. Uh, we have a light heavyweight battle between Ovince St. Pierre, Peru, something, versus Dominic Reyes. I'm going to go Dominic Reyes. Um, and then... The co-main event, or not the co-headliner, I don't know, it's not even co, it's not co, the sub-headliner, maybe, I don't know. Uh, we got uh, light a lightweight battle between Tony Ferguson and Anthony Pettis. I uh, will keep winning with the Pettis, go with Anthony Pettis, it's, it's going to be a Pettis kind of night, maybe, or not, maybe they'll both lose. Uh, and then finally, in the main event of the evening for the lightweight UFC lightweight championship of the world, of the world, um, we got Khabib Nurmagomedov. Is that it? That even close? Defending the title that he won after it was stripped from the former champion Conor McGregor. I mean, uh, Khabib's undefeated. He is undefeated. Um, McGregor hasn't lost in years, but he hasn't also fought in years, so <laughs> it's hard to lose when you're not fighting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I gotta go Conor McGregor. I don't know, I, I just, yeah, go on Conor, we'll see what happens. Should be good though, should be good, should be fun. Hopefully the Red Sox are over before that and have won or up to nothing over the Yankees by the time that match starts so we don't have to deal with any of that um, um, nonsense. Um, but yeah, so check it out. This Saturday, pay-per-view, Las Vegas, T-Mobile Arena, UFC 229. Now, I will just say one thing before I move on here. 
Um, and it's kind of related to this, but not specifically. It's actually, let's go back to the um, Canelo versus Triple G thing. And I kind of forgot to mention it. But the one weird thing about the Triple G Can- Canelo fight that uh, the match started, it was HBO. HBO. And um, speaking of which, HBO has decided to stop doing boxing, which is really crazy. But part of the reason to stop doing boxing and part of the thing that I noticed why when this was going on was um, the, when, they, when they did the announcing for the game, they started announcing, um, you know, the, the you know, for Con- uh, Canelo and, and uh, Triple G, um, the voice didn't sound familiar. I was like, uh, who, wait, wh- who, what, who was talking? Who was this person talking here? Because it wasn't Michael Buffer. It was some other guy. Because Michael Buffer signed an exclusive contract to um, a streaming service called DAZN. D-A-Z-N. Which is going to start having a lot of boxing matches. Also, they're going to start doing some Bellator stuff. Um, so Paramount Network is still going to do some um, um, stuff. But also DAZN is... Uh, but yeah, and then HBO is kind of like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do boxing anymore. We don't want to do it. Oh, okay, that that's cool, I guess. Um, my issues with this is twofold. Um, first of all, I'm probably not gonna pay any money for the zone, so I'm not gonna see these fights necessarily. Um, but the other problem is, is like, okay, well, I'm not the biggest boxing fan in the world. Like, you know, Triple G Canelo. Okay, fine, if I can go find it somewhere to watch it. And our, like, Conor McGregor, Mayweather, or whatever. Enough people come over and order it. Let's put the cost in, whatever. I'll go check it out. But, you know, if it's a Saturday night and you're flipping around the channels and there happens to be some boxing on HBO, I'm going to throw that on. And I'm going to watch it. But I'm not going to go order DAZN, you know, pay 10 bucks a month for DAZN to then watch these show, to watch these boxing matches that I probably wouldn't necessarily care about. Unless I happen to just be flipping the channels and come across it, so that kind of that kind of deflates me on that because you know then we're gonna miss out on some some boxing matches and you know I like boxing I'm just not a huge like devout fan of boxing to enough to buy a streaming service for ten bucks you know so that that that's a little upsetting to me I'll be honest um, there's been some good stuff on HBO over the years for boxing. Um, you know, and you know, obviously, you know, it's, it's not just the on on the on the network. It's you know, pay per views. I guess they're gonna stop doing too. Although then they kind of like backtracked it and said, well, you know, if, if something comes up, we might still jump in there. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know how that's gonna work, but fine. Um, so yeah, I just want to mention that as we move on. Um, all right, should we get into it? Should we get into the wrestling portion of the show? Um, so, well take a trip back in time to last month when hell in a cell took place and how'd i do well first of all i'll just say i lost the triple g canelo one i lost that one so fine so hell in the cell how'd i do how'd i how'd it, how'd it go how'd it go how'd i do um i ended up doing okay uh went five two and one so pretty good um but the one the one the draw is the really the main story of this evening um so we'll quickly run down some of the other things. New Day retained the tag titles on the pre-show um, over the Rusev Day. Uh, Randy Orton beat um, Jeff Hardy in the Hell in a Cell. Although it was weird because then they 
Jeff Hardy did this like crazy thing off the top of the cell and then went through a table. The timing of it was a bit weird. If they could have somehow pulled off an RKO out of it, it would have been ridiculously amazing. But um, they didn't. But I don't know. And, and that may have not even been possible. They may have been like, can we do this? But it would have been really cool. But I, dig- I digress. It was still pretty cool for what it was and ridiculous for what it was. But then, like, the ref's like, oh, no, he's hurt. Like, whatever, what else hurt? And Orton just like, wait, can I just pin him? Like, why don't I just pin him? It's a Hell in a Cell match. Like, what are you doing? So he pins him. And, and so that was a little weird. But it, and it kind of played up for the later. But we'll talk about that. Uh, uh, Becky Lynch beat Charlie Flair for the SmackDown Women's Cell. A little surprising. Um, Seth Rollins. No, sorry. Uh, Dolph Ziggler and... Um, and uh, Drew McIntyre retained over Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose for the tag, the Raw tag titles. AJ Styles beat Samoa Joe, but it was a bit controversial. Um, AJ, so Joe had AJ in the the uh, whatever it's called, <laughs> blanking on the 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 lock, the chokeout lock hold that I'm blanking on. Uh, and then AJ kind of rolled him up and pinned him, but then he tapped out before that, but the ref didn't see it, so yeah. Uh, so AJ technically won, but then Joe kind of flipped out. Um, but we'll talk more about that in a bit. Um, Miz and Maurice beat Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. Brie Bella got pinned by Maurice after some distractions and shenanigans. Uh, Ronda Rousey beat uh, Alexa Bliss. Um they sold it, her ribbed injuries a little bit, so this match was a little bit more competitive than the last one. Uh, but ultimately, Ronda retained the title. And then in the main event, Hell in the Cell Universal title match, it ended in a draw. And you're thinking to yourself, what? A draw? It was a Hell in the Cell match. Yeah, that's what everyone else thought too. So what happened was Roman Reigns and Strowman, I don't know, they went through a table... Spear through table and they both were kind of knocked out. Then, um, uh, Rollins and Ambrose came out, and Death, uh, uh, Dolph and Drew McIntyre came out for no apparent reason because they couldn't get in the Hell in a Cell, so it was confusing. Then they ended up on the top of the Hell in a Cell. Eventually, Seth and um, Dolph went through the table, a ringside table, and then out came Brock Lesnar. Yep, Brock Lesnar came back. Um, he tore off the cell wall. Uh, uh, and tore off the, the cell door, went in and beat up both Braun and um, Roman. Meanwhile, Paul Heyman sprayed Mason McFoley's eyes, I guess to, for that being the reason why the match didn't have a conclusion, uh, even though the ref, other refs came out. Which was kind of like, well, why didn't you do that to the other refs? Can't they just be like, I'm the ref now? Um, but they didn't. I don't know. It's kind of weird. So then it ended. I mean, it was pay-per-view overall was fine. It was just that ending was a little, a little bit awkward. I mean, they could have easily done it, where, you know, and at that point, it came, seemed pretty obvious that Roman, you know, Roman's going to retain. They could have had, you know, you know. I mean, Roman, I mean, Brock F5 Roman onto Braun Strowman. He could have just landed on Braun Strowman and pinned him. Left the ring, in comes a ref, one, two, three. Like, that could have been it. 
I don't know why they decided to do it this way. The other thing about this, though, is that was that was Braun Strowman's cash-in. It's like, really? So that's how your cash-in's going to end? Just going to end like that? Which is still the reason why I don't think they needed to put it on Braun Strowman in the first place. The, the briefcase, and that goes back all the way to Hell in a Cell. I mean, Money in the Bank, but regardless, fine. It's, it happened, it's over. Fine. Let's move on. Um, so then, next night on Raw, they announced... Uh, WWE Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia on November 2nd, which, if you're wondering, yes, that is the Friday after the Evolution show on that Sunday. Uh, yeah, so I guess it makes sense when you think about it. It's like, well, none of the guys are going to be on this show, and none of the women can be on that show, so let's just kind of do them at the same time. Um, so, yeah, they're going back to Saudi Arabia uh, for another crown jewel pay-per-view after having an australian pay-per-view this coming weekend so lots of international pay-per-views coming up um for the wwe um so before we get into super showdown though um and talk about some of that stuff mix max challenge came back it's kind of stupid and goofy and i don't know what the point of it is but it's back it's on facebook live every or facebook watch i should say every tuesday after smackdown which is interesting because because of that, they've decided to move 205 Live to Wednesdays on the network before NXT. The one thing you might know about that is they still record it on Tuesdays. But now they show it on Wednesdays. It is no longer live. So it's not 205 Live. It shouldn't be called that anymore. <laughs> if you want to get technical about it. Um, it's 205 taped. Um... But we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Um, so just to go over a couple of things before we get to the rest of that is um, Ring of Honor had their Death Before Dishonor show. It was pretty good. Nothing too major came out of the actual pay-per-view itself. Uh, one thing that did happen the next night that I don't, I don't want to spoil anything. It, is, it technically is spoils. It hasn't aired or anything. A certain individual may have lost the title and now is rumored to be done with Ring of Honor and moving on to uh, WWE, NXT, Punishment Martinez. So, sorry for the spoiler, I guess. I mean, that's how I heard about it, so sorry. Um, yeah, Jay Lethal still retained the tag, t- uh, the heavyweight title. Briscoe's retained the tag title. Punishment Martinez retained the um, the, the TV title. But the next night they did some TV tapings, and he may not have had it on Sunday when they had the New Japan Pro Wrestling Fighting Spirit Unleashed show, uh, which actually was pretty interesting. And there were some ramifications. As um, I don't want to go through the whole card, or nothing, but it was it was pretty interesting. Um, Cody Rhodes beat Juice Robinson for the United States Championship, and the Young Bucks lost the tag the heavyweight tag titles to the Girls of Destiny. So. Some progression in storylines and stuff. Hmm, interesting. They hadn't done that in America too much, other than the United States title before. Although I guess they did it again for the United States title. So I think every time the United States title has been defended, has been changed hands in the United States. I think I'm, I'm, I may be wrong about that. Uh, but then they set up um, a triple threat for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship um, at their show. Is it this weekend? I don't even know. I didn't even, even look it up. Um, yeah, so Koto Ibushi and Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is still the champion. 
fought Okada and uh, Ishii, I believe. And they beat them, and then after the match, Okada was like, or no, Omega, sorry, was like, yeah, I want to fight you, uh, Ibushi, I'll give you a tag title, or tag, I keep saying tag title, they were a tag team, I'll give you a title match whenever you want, and then Cody's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, let's make this a triple threat, and they're like, okay, so I think that's this weekend, maybe, um, and one of their shows, possibly. Uh, let me look it up. I'm not, I, you know, honestly, I mean, that's the problem is I don't totally follow New Japan closely enough, so it might not be this weekend. King of Pro Wrestling, it is. Oh, it's Monday. Oh, that's weird. Yes, the King of Pro Wrestling, uh, pay per view. I guess it's a pay per view, something or event. Yeah, uh, Kenny Omega versus Cody versus Kota Ibushi. Alright, you know, I wasn't planning on doing predictions for that, but I will in a minute, I think. Because actually, I, I was going to do an episode last week and do some predictions for Ring of Honor in New Japan, but I didn't get around to it, unfortunately, and then other things came up and did another podcast. Which, by the way, and if I haven't mentioned this, I'll talk about it afterwards. Um, so wait, before we get to um, Super Showdown, uh, I do want to... Open a box, because they have another Slam Crate, the September Slam Crate from WWE, Loot Crate, Slam Crate, whatever you want to call it, um, has arrived. So I will open it right now. I don't recall, and I should remember this, what the what the, the theme of the month was. I definitely remember seeing some something in an email about it, but I don't remember exactly. Better than you. According to the thing on the inside. So, better than you. Um, that is the theme. Although the themes are always very loosely. So, right off the top, we got a shirt. WWE. It stands for Walk with Elias. Yes, that is cool. It's got it just says WWE, Walk with Elias, and it's got kind of like his picture in the middle. That's pretty cool. I don't have a Elias shirt, so that goes... There we go. Uh, there's another one of those figures. Um, it is Alexa Bliss, um, or whatever they're called, the uh, adult collectible. Uh, there's a name for these things, though. I don't know what they're called. Um, the like figure standy things that I there's seemingly in every one of these. All right. Then we have an I'm awesome. Hello, I'm awesome, Ms. Patch. It's cool. They're continuing on the um, the little pins that are the the titles. This one, SmackDown Women's Championship. It actually has the right name on the back this time around, as opposed to uh, <laughs> one of the other times where I forget what it said. Um, ooh, okay. So this is interesting. I'm not going to open this up um, because it will expand. But um, it is a Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels pillow. Now, I can only see Bret Hart from the outside, but if I open it up, it's going to pop open. It's like one of those, like, vacuum-sealed pouches. So, there you go. All right, so, better than you. They're big, they're bad, and they don't mind letting you know. Bow down to the supreme superstars who think they are better than you, with items celebrating the big personalities and even bigger egos of the WWE Universe. All right, open it up. It is an interview with Alexa Bliss. Then it's got the... 
the uh, checklist, make sure I got everything. Uh, exclusive Elias T-shirt, exclusive WWE Slam Stars Alexa Bliss collectible figure, exclusive The Miz Hello I'm Awesome embroidered patch, exclusive Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels pillow. Oh, there's two pillows. Oh, oh one side's Bret Hart, the other side is Shawn Michaels. I get it. And then exclusive Women's Championship pin. Oh, so they did two. So either you got the Women's SmackDown one or the Raw one. You didn't get both. Well, I mean. That's cool on one end, but on the other hand, if you're doing, if you want to do like the full collection, that kind of stinks. Unless they do the the other one, you didn't get the next month. But how would they? Would they they'd have to keep track of who got kind of what. I don't know how they would do that. All right, well, I don't know, whatever. That's fine. That's cool. Um, but yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. I like the Elias shirt. The pillow looks cool. Um. The Hello, I'm Awesome patch is what it is. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Elias, I will want to talk about him, but I will talk about him as we open up the... Um, we get into the... Um, WWE Super Showdown coming up this Saturday um, from Melbourne, Australia at the Melbourne Cricket Grounds. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, yeah, um, how many hours ahead is uh, Australia? Yeah, it's a lot. So, uh, yeah, this show starts at 5 in the morning on in Easter, the Eastern Coast. Eastern Coast. Eastern Time Zone. Uh, yeah, 5 in the morning. Um, I don't think there's a pre-show. They didn't say anything about a pre-show. I think it just starts at 5 in the morning. Um, it's scheduled, according to the schedule, it's supposed to go 5 hours, though, which is weird. But they were doing a hour pre-show and then 4-hour pay-per-view i guess that would make sense but they didn't specify that there was a pre-shows as opposed to like just the show so here we go um yeah so the WWE super show taking place in melbourne australia i don't think i'm gonna wake up at five in the morning um to watch it i'll wake up whenever i wake up and then start watching it um it um you know i'm going to the red sox yankees game tomorrow night so uh yeah, I don't think I'll be quite ready to go at 5 a.m. the next day, but uh, we'll see. Um, okay, let's start things off. Um, Asuka and Naomi will be taking on the Iconics, uh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Not really much to this. This is one of those weird situations where it's kind of similar to the last uh, um, the Saudi Arabia show, where it's like it was kind of a glorified house show, a spruced up house show. There wasn't a lot of um, uh, ramifications for the stuff that happened. Um, you know, they did have the Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns thing, but like the, the greatest Royal Rumble didn't really mean much in the end. Um, they did have the tag titles that were vacant take place. So it'll be interesting to see how they play this out. Now, this this match in itself seems very house showy. It's like, what do Asuka and Naomi have to do with anything? Nothing. The Iconics are probably only on the show because it's in Australia and they're Australian. Um, so it's like, what? what is... They, there's really not much of a feud other than they made up one because they, they already announced the match, which was weird. Uh, so fine, I don't know. You know, I'm going to go with the Iconics just because they're in Australia, so I feel like they're going to get a pretty good reaction. And uh, yeah, I, th- I feel like they're going to win because I don't know why like Naomi and Asuka like, together as a team, like who cares? 
All right, moving on. Um, we have the uh, Cruiserweight Championship from 205 Taped. Uh, Cedric Alexander will be taking on Buddy Murphy, another Australian uh, member. Um, member. Another Australian wrestler? I don't know. He's a member of Australia. <laughs> that, that was weird for me to say. Now, I mean, it's easy for me to be like, oh, well, they'll give it to Buddy Murphy. Why not? And honestly, I'm kind of leaning in that direction. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. That seems that seems a bit, bit, bit on the nose, isn't it? To just okay, here's a guy in Australia giving an Australian title fight, and he's gonna win. But at the same time, Cedric Alexander has had the title since it's WrestleMania, so maybe that's time to flip it up a bit. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna go, with Buddy Murphy. Why not? Then, then if nothing else happens in terms of titles and whatever, which by the way, none of the Raw titles are on the line, which we'll talk about in a second. But, um, yeah, I mean, at least then it's like, okay, well, there were consequences and something did happen to, uh, you know, on this pay-per-view. And it's a good, feel-good story for uh, Australia. And, you know, I mean, think about it, you know, outside of Canada, and I guess there was one pay-per-view in Puerto Rico, um, and, you know, Saudi Ara- the Saudi Arabia show that I just talked about. Outside of, other than that, the only real big pay-per-views they've had outside of the United States was Russ was a uh, SummerSlam um or I guess North that's North America let's you know I mean I don't I don't want to downplay the Canadian shows but or the Puerto Rican whatever uh but outside of North America the only big pay-per-view prior to you know the greatest Royal Rumble and now this um and there's no Saudi Arabian wrestlers to note of note really uh going into that anyways um, was uh, SummerSlam '92 in Wembley Stadium, um, and British Bulldog. What did he do? He won the Intercontinental Title. So you know, there's precedent for it. All right, let's move on. Um, the SmackDown Tag Team Titles are on the line as the New Day will be defending against Cesaro and Sheamus. The Bar. Um, no word on which two members of New Day will be um, defending, but. I don't see them taking off the New Day. They didn't even go to Rusev Day. They're not taking off the New Day. Um, next up, we have the SmackDown Women's title. Becky Lynch defending against Charlotte Flair. Again, they just gave it to Becky. I don't see them taking it, giving it right back to Charlotte. Although they could because of that whole how many championships will she get type of thing. I wouldn't be surprised if they did and then flip it back again at Evolution. Ah, uh, but I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I think Becky will win. Uh, speaking of... Um, well, I, I'll cover that in a bit. Um, next up, we have the... The Bellas. And Ronda Rousey taking on the Riot Squad. Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, and Sarah Logan. Yes, Liv Morgan is supposedly going to wrestle. Um, she got kicked in the face by Brie Bella last... Not this past Monday, but last Monday. And supposedly had a concussion, but... Then he was fine? Then then she was fine? Sorry, I'm, then she was fine? So, okay. Alright. Uh, with that said, I think the Bellas and Ronda Rousey are known. <laughs> Alright, next up we have... Um, a uh, number one contenders match... Uh, for the WWE Championship. 
Uh, we have uh, Daniel Bryan taking on The Miz. Um, the winner will fight the WWE Championship at some point. They haven't announced when or where or who or anything. So we'll find out later on down the line. But uh, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. I mean, they're going to keep the story going. They have The Miz has to win this. I mean, eventually Daniel Bryan will get his his comeuppance on The Miz, but it's not now, and it wouldn't make sense to be now. The Miz has got to win, and then The Miz will, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but I I, don't, I feel like The Miz is going to win this. All right, next up we have a tag uh, tag match. Yep, Bobby Lashley and John Cena taking on Elias and Kevin Owens. Another very, like, house showy match. Actually, so was... You know, it's kind of funny when you look at this, like, pay-per-view. It's like, all the Raw matches seem very house showy, whereas the SmackDown matches seem like, okay, those are legit. <laughs> um, like, Bobby Lashley and John Cena, like, tagging, like, why? Like, even Elias and Kevin Owens tagging is kind of like, eh, okay. But, I mean, at least in their case, they've actually been on the show together and been, uh, and been like, you know, active and whatever. Bobby Lashley's kind of been doing it on his own, although he has Leo Rush now on his side for some reason. So, um, yeah. But um, I do want to bring this up because Elias and Kevin Owens did do a little promo on Monday, which, ooh, wow. wow. It is one of, it's one of the biggest crowd reactions that I've seen in a long time. And it was in Seattle, and it didn't have anything to do with Daniel Bryan, which is interesting. Um, yeah, so... Elias and Kevin Owens come out. Elias is doing his thing. Kevin Owens is there. And then I, I think he said something along the lines of, yeah, Bobby Lashley and John Cena, that makes about as much sense as having a basketball team in Seattle. And the crowd went nuts. They booed for like a good solid like four minutes. Or four or five minutes or so. And then they made a couple more jabs too. But they were having to scream. <laughs> scream out... Um, go over the crowd it was just kind of as i'm having to scream to go over my neighbors that are talking very loudly right outside my window i apologize if they are coming in in uh in the background there um but all right so it's bobby lashley and john cena though i don't don't see them losing (laughs) especially as cena's first match back since uh wrestlemania which he did lose by the way though um but yeah I, i don't see them losing that especially in a glorified house show right All right, next up we have a triple threat, no, not a triple threat match, a uh, six-man tag with The Shield, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins taking on Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre, which they were calling the Dogs of War at one point, but I think they kind of backed off. I haven't heard that uh, recently. Um, Yeah, this is a glorified house show match. The Shield's not going to lose this. All right, next up, we have Samoa Joe getting his rematch uh, against AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. No countouts, no disqualification. There must be a winner. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, they didn't. If they haven't given Samoa Joe the title yet, don't think they're going to give it to him. I think we're going to see Daniel Bryan versus. I mean, sorry. I think we're going to see uh, AJ Styles versus The Miz coming up. And, I mean,. Theoretically, the Miz winning the title to then have Daniel Bryan win the Royal Rumble to go on for WrestleMania main event and have Daniel Bryan win the title at WrestleMania. That seems very logical. The problem is it might be too logical and might be too obvious. 
Um, but with that said, I still don't see Samoa Joe winning the title if he hasn't won it. So I, th- I think AJ is going to win it. I do think they're going to have AJ versus The Miz. Whether The Miz wins or not, I don't know. I could see, I could see AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. To be quite honest. Uh, and then finally in the main event for the last time ever, um, Triple H versus The Undertaker. Triple H says Shawn Michaels in his corner. Undertaker's brother Kane in his corner. Who's going to win? What's going to happen? It's the last time ever, at least in a main event singles match in Australia. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. And, you know, Obviously, Undertaker has beaten Triple H um, at those WrestleManias and stuff. Um, so, I mean, is this Triple H time to win? Maybe... Maybe, I don't know. I still kind of think The Undertaker is going to win somehow. I think, I mean, obviously Kane and Shawn Michaels are going to get involved to some degree. But I still got to go with Undertaker. I don't think it's going to be, like, super clean. But that because that's going to, this is going to set up. Supposedly, rumors are, Shawn Michaels coming out of retirement. This is going to set up a tag match in Saudi Arabia. The Undertaker and Kane. Who's a mayor, by the way? What's what are you, are you, aren't you supposed to be mayoring stuff? He, Kane was on Raw on this past um, Monday. All four of them were to set up this match. So taking it seriously, more so than the Undertaker did against Sean, John Cena, that's for sure, um, or even Rusev for that matter in the the uh, Grace Royal Rumble. Um, but supposedly, it's, this is going to set up a tag match: Triple H and Shawn Michaels against the Undertaker and Kane at Crown Jewel. And then the further rumor is that they're actually going to do Undertaker and Shawn Michaels at Survivor Series. That one, I don't know if I believe as much. The tag match, I could see. Although for Michaels to come out of retirement to do a tag match in Australia, I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. But that's the rumor right now, so gotta take it with a grain of salt, I guess. Um... Yeah, so there we go. So a couple other things to note. I mean, it's kind of interesting this whole pay per view because there's definitely a lot of people not on the show. I mean, Finn Balor, Bailey, um, you know, uh, Cor- Baron Corbin's on the show. Although he's the, I don't know, maybe he still will be. You know, he is the uh, commissioner. Or, but like Bobby Roode, um, no Randy Orton, no Hardys. Although Matt Hardy is kind of retiring and Jeff Hardy's selling off injuries, but no Randy Orton, um, no Rusev. Which is interesting given what's going on with Rusev and Lana right now. Aiden English turned on Rusev um, after he had a match with Shinsuke, who's not on the card also. United States Championship, not on the card. Again, no Raw titles are being defended, which is weird. But um, Even though all the champions are on the card. Uh, but, um, yeah, so um, what was I trying to say here? Uh, Rusev got attacked by Aiden English. He turned on them, and then he said... That something happened in Milwaukee with Lana. And then they showed a video of Lana coming into his room and saying something about something. And then, I want you. And they got cut off. So clearly, I want you to do something. I want you to leave us alone or something along those lines. That, But Rusev got mad. Milwaukee, whatever. Of course, then they ruined it by having them on the Mitch Match Challenge right after that. And everything was fine. Because, of course it was. Because Mitch Match Challenge is stupid. But that's neither here nor there. Alright, you know what? Um, this is run pretty long as it is. 
I'm not going to go into the New Japan stuff. I don't know enough about what's going on. Um, the only real match of significance... You know, I guess there's only... There's two... I should say, there's three matches of significance on this card. I guess four, actually, now I think. Now I'll get closer. Um, El Desperito and Yoshinobi Kanamaru, who were the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Champions, I guess. I didn't know they were. Are fighting Jushin Thunder Liger and Tiger Mask. Um, for the titles? I guess that's interesting. There's a bunch of tag team and six-mans and blah, blah, blah. But then there's the um, singles match for the vacant IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Kushida versus Mari Skull. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. No, Takahashi. No, Takahashi. Hiromu Takahashi. Got broke his neck in the last uh, U.S. show. So he had, to, uh, he had to vacate it and then they had this little tournament. Type should be interesting. Hiroshi Tanahashi. Take on Jay White. Winner will get the championship match at um, the Tokyo Dome for Wrestle Kingdom. And then, of course, the main event is the three-way Kenny Omega, Cody versus Kota Ibushi. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to bother making predictions. I don't think Cody's going to... I mean, I don't think Omega's going to lose. I could see Jay White beating Tanahashi, but I don't think so. I think Marty Scroll in the the junior heavyweight title, and then I don't think junior. I mean, whatever, fine. Give it to Juice and Thunder Liger. I don't know, whatever. Um, okay, that's gonna do it. Um, just wanna before I leave, I just wanna make a little note. If you if you're not aware, you haven't been paying attention, and you don't know this, Very Drunken Podcast is its own thing now. Go check it out at verydrunkenpodcast.blogspot.com. You can also subscribe on um, Apple Podcast and Stitcher. It did take over the Boom, um, the G&G Percentage Boom podcast, so you may notice that there's some episodes of that on the feed. The feed was already set up, so I just used it. Problem with that was, for some reason, and I don't know why, and I can't figure it out, if you go to search for the Very Drunken Podcast on Apple Podcasts, it comes up with the old logo, which I don't know why, because I changed the logo, because once you click on it, then it has the new logo. Stitcher's fine. It works fine. It has the new logo. But if you search on Apple Podcasts, it has the old look. I don't know. Whatever. There's a few new episodes up there. So go check it out if you haven't. Um, of course, you can check me out at razorvader.blogspot.com. Um, um, you can also subscribe to One Man Renegade Podcast on um, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, which... That has the right logo. It always the only logo I've ever had, so I haven't changed that, and it's still the same. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Check out Super Showdown Slam Slam Master Slow Slowdown Showdown this Saturday. Um, WD Network. It's also on pay per view. I think it's fifty five dollars on pay per view. But again, it starts at five a.m., so it's kind of weird. Um, uh, and UFC two twenty nine on Sunday. Baseball playoffs are starting up. They're, they're on. They're going. Um, NHL's just started. We got the Patriots and Colts tonight. Edelman's back. Forgot to mention that. Edelman's back. Um, yeah, baseball, football, basketball, everything's starting. Everything's going on. It's so much happening. UFC. We got King of Pro Wrestling on Monday. My birthday's on Monday. 
it's all craziness happy birthday to me happy birthday to america i guess it's not really america <laughs> i don't know why i said that happy columbus day if you celebrate that or indigenous people's day if if whatever you probably don't have the day off because not much people many people do i i took it off because it was my birthday more so than for anything else go see venom maybe if it doesn't suck hopefully it's probably gonna suck unfortunately just sad um yeah that's gonna do it uh thank you for listening um go red Sox, go patriots go venom uh go bruins go celtics go bye go bye goodbye <laughs>